Hey, what's going on? My name's Lee Hopkins. My pronouns are he, him, his, and I'm a transformational coach for the Patterns of Possibility. The Patterns of Possibility is all about helping you replace harmful patterns with new possibilities. In each episode, we'll explore topics that inspire confidence, direction, and resilience. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, then you know that I like to take words that are closely related, similar in nature, similar in definition, and compare and contrast them. And then I'd like to point out the differences between them. They may be very subtle, but I like to point out the differences like agreement versus understanding. There's impact and intention. There's blame, accountability, and ownership. They're all closely related in some way, but subtly different. And the subtle difference is around the emotional impact that they have and the action that's done to create that impact. I do this because I'd like to demonstrate to you that words are magic. We have real magic words that have real impacts. Are you ready? Let's go. When you hear magic words, you might think of some of the famous ones and you would associate your feeling and action, maybe an action along with them, like these. Abracadabra, a rabbit appears. Hocus pocus, someone turns into a frog. Alakazam, a lightning bolt shoots from the sky. Now we know from stories that those words are magic words. But for the purposes of this podcast, for everything that I'm talking about, those words are not the ones I'm looking for. They're not real in the sense that they don't have the kind of impact that I'm looking for. The magic words that I speak to you today about are the ones that affect the beat. Your beliefs, emotions, actions, and thoughts. I like to associate this concept with magic because because it's mystical and mysterious and it lends itself to some unknown, unimaginable essence. When you're unaware of how another person's words affect you, you may as well be spellbound, clueless to why all of a sudden you're sad, clueless to why all of a sudden you're angry or disgusted or afraid. Someone put a spell on a few magic words a wave of the wand and poof you are exactly how they want you to be but it's only magic if you don't know what's going on behind the scenes you see Penn and Teller David Blaine David Copperfield they are illusionists they don't possess the storybook fantasy kind of magic that we're used to when we hear bippity-boppity-boo. They're able to use the five senses, your sight, touch, taste, smell, hearing. They're able to use those things in a way that you've never experienced before and you don't understand how it works. But as soon as you're able to see what's behind the curtain, as soon as you're able to see what's under the magician's sleeve, 
all that goes away. The fear, the what happened, the how did that happen, what did it do, all that goes away. And when you gain some understanding, you become more empowered. And that's what I really enjoy about Penn and Teller. They're my favorite magicians because they actually show what's going on behind the scenes. And so as an audience member, as a person who enjoys their magic, who enjoys their entertainment, I'm not a person going there thinking, wow, these people are mysterious, mystical beings who can make things disappear, who can make things float. I don't think that when I watch them on TV. I have a different appreciation for what they do. It's appreciation because with enough talent and skill and effort, another human being could do exactly what they're doing. It's not foreign. It's not out of this world. It's not something that seems impossible for everyone else. They are still like you and me because they are still bound by the five senses that both you and I possess. And because of that, you are a magician. Everyone is. Because when you're interacting with someone, you want them to behave in a way that benefits you. For example, if you're telling a story, you want them to listen. So you'll behave in a way that keeps their attention. Some magicians are better than others. And this right here is what I want to parse out. Because the tools that the magicians use are different from skill level to skill level to skill level. We're going to identify the skill levels, the tools that are used, and the impact that it has on you, as well as exactly how the beat is affected. Are you ready? Let's go. Oh wait, I already did that. My bad. Let's just talk about the skill levels. The first one is physical force. That's the first category. That's the first one. It's the weakest of them all. And I guess I count it as magic because it really affects the beat. It affects the beliefs, emotions, actions, and thoughts in some way. So it is something that you do, force someone to behave in a way that you want them to behave. And it's against their will. The kind of results you get from force is immediate. You can immediately see the results of your actions right then and right there. See, you're the evil stepmother. If you're the evil stepmother making Cinderella scrub the floors, you got your stepsisters all ganging up on her, so there's three against one, then you have the upper hand. Of course you have the upper hand. You can use your force. You can use that physical force, and Cinderella's cleaning them floors because she's outnumbered. But that physical force is temporary. It's limited. To when you leave their space, when you're no longer in the space with them, they can behave the way they want to behave because they don't have you watching over them. Now, Cinderella was told that she was not going to the ball. And what did she do? She went to the ball because there was nobody to physically tell her or force her to do differently. It's limited in that sense. And then it carries a weakness, a weakness of physical strength and ability. If you're not physically strong, then you're not going to be able to force anyone to do anything. And good luck trying to get a group of 50 people to do exactly what you say, like physically force them to do exactly what you say. Good luck with that. You could be a Bruce Lee and a badass, but still 
you're going to overcome, you're going to be overcome with fatigue and exhaustion eventually. As it relates to the beat, your beliefs, emotions, actions, and thoughts, what you do when you're using physical force is pressing on that emotion button. You're pressing that emotion and you're stirring up fear within them. And the fear will lead to an action and it'll lead to thoughts. I'm afraid of you, so I'm going to do as you say, and I think that I will be safe. But this does not affect that belief. It doesn't affect that belief. The belief is already there that they should be afraid of you. The belief is already there that you can be painful. I mean, you can hurt them. So you're not changing the belief for them. As soon as they're away from the situation and away from you, they get to go back to thinking exactly what they wanted to before. They're safe. It's the weakest because it reaches the fewest amount of people and it is short-lived. If you've ever heard or been to any kind of full contact sport like MMA or boxing or, or football, then you know that people trash talk. You can hear them trash talk because they know that the physical portion of it is not enough. It's not enough to strike that kind of fear that you need. Muhammad Ali would trash talk all the time. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I'm the greatest, you know, doing all that. And Michael Jordan was famous for it. Charles Barkley is really common in sports. It's really easy to see in sports. But you don't really have to be in sports at all to see this. This next tier of magic, I like to call manipulation. Unlike physical force, manipulation is a slow burn. You need time to manipulate someone. But unlike force, the effects linger. They linger much longer than when you leave that person's presence. In fact, you can reach people with manipulation without even knowing them at all. I remember just a few years ago when the news in the US was highly sensationalized, I watched all of the time. I remember watching for Kellyanne Conway. I always heard about her in the news and I actually watched a press conference where she was defending the president. And I'll never forget this. She said that there were alternative facts that she used when representing the president or representing something. It's just a term, alternative facts. That right there is manipulation, plain and very clear. Manipulation is the idea that you are being tricked into believing something that is not necessarily true. Now, as far as the beat, when you're, when you're being manipulated, you'll notice that your beat will be out of alignment. Your beliefs, emotions, actions, and thoughts, usually, most of the time, when you have a belief, you follow right along with it, with your emotions and your actions without thinking about it, without stopping the pause and consider anything. But this, when you have manipulation coming at you, it has you questioning exactly what is real and what isn't. The fact that she said alternative facts threw me off. It threw a lot of people off. Because when you, when you hear that, it doesn't sound terrible. Facts are things that are truth. Facts are the things that are dependable. Facts are the things that we rely on. Those are good things. They give a good feeling because they're safe. An alternative, alternate, that's just a word that really doesn't mean much of anything. Many people don't associate a strong feeling with that. And so you have this word, alternative, that has a strong feeling, doesn't have a strong feeling, and you have this 
word fact that has a strong positive feeling you put those two together and it kind of twists this idea into something that is harmless a harmful idea like a lie when you hear this your mind is like what's going on here i know that i don't like lies they don't feel good i don't trust them they scare me your brain is like but she didn't say it was a lie it's not a lie she's telling me it's not a lie it's an alternative fact and facts are good and so when manipulation is coming on like that you're trying to make sense of it. You're in conflict with your emotions and your beliefs because it doesn't sound right. So that's when you know manipulation is about. And manipulation is a little difficult to pull off, but if you have the right charm, the charisma, and you have a nice vocabulary, you can do it. Now, I want to remind you that you're not here to learn how to manipulate people or I'm not encouraging you to manipulate people. I'm encouraging you to look behind the curtain. You're just here to explore what's happening behind the curtain to understand what tricks are up the sleeves so that when you see them performed, you're not confused. You'd likely be in awe of the situation. Like, wow, I'm watching this unfold because you've seen it before. You can, you can marvel at it and experience it in a different way than anyone else who doesn't understand what's happening. This right here, manipulation, goes straight for the belief turning those feelings upside down and inside out, trying to make sure that you believe something that's new. Alternative facts are just fine. Manipulation is supposed to make you feel confused. So you may struggle with that new belief that they're trying to implant in you, and you may expel it from your brain because you've struggled with it and you kind of feel like you don't believe in it. So you let it go. It's more potent than physical force because the effects will linger and it takes over the belief and it will affect everything else. And certainly if you decide to believe in whatever the manipulation is, then you will take that most likely and share that with other people. And it will spread that way. So that way, whoever is manipulating will have the ability to reach many people through you and through many others. So the impact is not just on you, the impact is on hundreds, thousands, or even millions of people as well. This one is more dangerous because not only does it linger within you, it's something that can be passed along to others. It's a belief that you could develop, that you would share with your friends, you'd share with your family, you would share with your coworkers or anyone so that others also think the same way. With this comparison, you can see that force is weak. Your power of force over a person disappears as soon as you do. Now with all those remarkable traits and the reach of manipulation, how could there possibly be anything more powerful than that? Well, there is. The next thing, the top tier, the most powerful kind of magic that you can use. This will drill into the beliefs, right into the beat, the emotions, the actions, and the thoughts, and control them all. They'll take it over. This magic spreads an idea farther and faster than any manipulation ever could. I'm talking about influence. Manipulation has a negative connotation to it. 
the emotional impact of influence is different. It's similar to manipulation as in it's a slow burn. You have to do a lot of work to implant your ideas. Constant communication, talking, writing, connection. People can also be influenced by you and spread your ideas. Same thing as manipulation. The difference between the two, manipulation and influence, is that influence is something that you accept. You will accept it and you will keep it as yours. You will defend it. You will die for it. It is your new belief. So you've been implanted with an ideology and no one is going to change that for you. You're going to keep that. In fact, you're going to share that gleefully with many other people. When you have been influenced, you own the belief and you keep it as yours. Whereas with the manipulation, you're struggling with it. You're not quite sure if you should keep it. You don't know what to do with it. But once you find something new and better, you'll drop it. The information that is in your beliefs can only be changed by your choice. If you're assaulted and you're assaulted for your belief, you're assaulted, you're hurt and asked to change what you believe, the change is not going to happen. You've been influenced so much that you're going to double down on that. You're going to say, well, this is what happens when you know the truth. You're going to hang on to that belief. You won't be manipulated into changing it either. You'll lose friends, you'll lose family members, you'll not care because this is yours and you will protect it. Influence has that kind of power, whereas manipulation doesn't. Influence will get you to... Once upon a time, I went to a drag show, it was a long time ago, and it was a theme night. It was like a Britney Spears night, which brings all the boys out to the yard. So everyone was there. There were a lot of people. It was packed and we're having a lot of fun just hanging out, drinking, watching the show. They're playing Britney songs and Toxic and all this. Uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time. You know, it was such a great vibe. But there are some people who didn't really appreciate that night. And I could hear them. I could overhear them at the next table. They're talking about how Britney isn't all that. Somehow. I don't know why they're talking about Christina Aguilera and how she's better and blah, blah, blah. And the conversation seemed to heat up a bit. And both of them are a little angry. And then it gets even worse because there's alcohol involved. So now they're yelling at each other. Dude is like, I'm willing to go to bat for Britney, bitch. And sure enough, they get into a screaming match that has security called over to calm them down. They had such a strong affinity towards people that don't even know they exist. Do you know people today are protesting to free Britney? People are actually standing outside with picket signs and calling for action, going on news shows, talking about how Britney is a, a captive and she's a prisoner. Now, I don't know anything about the facts behind that, but I did watch the documentary and I see that people are influenced by her. They're completely enthralled with it. They have owned that belief to the fullest. Now you may not have the reach, the appeal, the audience that Britney Spears has at the moment, but you can get a message out there. You can be influential. And who knows? Your message might be the one that sparks joy in many, many people, where it's shared 
countless times, whether it be through text, conversation, or tweets. When you communicate, make sure you do it with much care because your words are truly magic. My name's Lee Hopkins. My pronouns are he, him, his, and you have been listening to the Patterns of Possibility podcast. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and insightful. And if you have, please share it with another person who you think might find it interesting. Follow me on Instagram. Visit my website at patternsofpossibility.com. And also send me an email or a message to let me know that you want to hear something in particular. And don't forget, don't forget, finally, I'm going to start interviewing people. We're going to have interviews. I have a lot of inspiring folks lined up to speak. So I'll see you next week. Until then, take care.